0: Hello and thank you for clicking and thank you for listening to Policing Matters, the Police One Podcast. I'm Doug Wiley. Hey, this is Jim Dudley. Hey, Jim. You know, uh, the New York Times reported that in uh, New Jersey, some 20,000 plus uh, DUI arrests are in jeopardy because of false verifications due to aging and inaccurate equipment. Uh, A DUI attorney, I think his name is Daniel McGinnis, uh, obtained all of the maintenance records for the intoxilizer uh, machines. Uh, for the decade between January 2008 and January 2018, uh, as we all know, agencies are required to conduct regular maintenance of all kinds of equipment, You know, obviously their fleets and their firearms and everything else, uh, and that regular records must be kept, and, and those records must be accurate. They must reflect exactly what happened. Um, back in the day, around a week and a half after the Wright brothers invented the thing, I used to fly airplanes. And it was vital that we used a checklist every single time, even though you could could repeat it wrote from memory. Uh, You made sure that you used that laminated checklist and did it exactly the same way every time so that you made sure you had those appropriate results. Um, Tell me about how you can ensure that these kinds of records and that, first off, that the maintenance is happening and that the gear is in good working order, and then how you then make sure that those records are reflective of that.
1: Sure back to the uh, the actual court case this, the New Jersey Supreme uh State Supreme Court ruled um that that uh the 20,000 or so uh, breathalyzer tests were were proven uh to be falsely um, calibrated. And, and actually, a sergeant is under indictment right now for oh, wow. for charge of actually falsifying uh, records. But it's not the first time it's happened. It's happened in New York. It's happened in San Francisco. Uh, cases were tossed out regardless of any other objective symptoms that caused the stop and then the subsequent uh, detention. But right. still, without the, the hard evidence of the breathalyzer, those cases were are in jeopardy now. So, as we approach the end of the year and and thinking about approaching 2019 i tell you for chiefs one of their biggest fears is the fear of the unknown and mm-hmm. you don't know what you don't know uh, we've heard um, people say predictable is preventable and we know that's true but we don't know what we don't know and so how do we get in front of those things we do audits and so if you did an audience uh, if you did audits of Things like uh, calibration of your equipment, of testing kits for uh, field tests of drugs to make sure the expiration dates hadn't expired, to, to make sure your equipment is up to date, good working order. I mean, we, we take our, our firearms to the range, we shoot them, and we clean them because we want to make sure they work again the next time we have to use them. So. Take a look at, at what we have on the, on the shelf right now. Uh, first aid kits. Uh, if you use something out of first aid kit, do you always replenish it? Uh, when you really need it, you may open up that kit and all of a sudden you're missing four by fours or mm-hmm. a tourniquet or something you really, really need. So uh, checking your first aid kits, uh, checking your uh, gas mask, checking your certifications on whether or not you're able to perform first aid, whether you know how to work an AED, uh, whether your fit your fit test is up to compliance, and your your gas mask fits your face, um, do your people have valid driver's licenses? And you may be asking, well, what's kind of what's, a silly question? What's you would that think, got, right? Right? What's that got to do with the the price of peas? But if you uh, have a, an officer or a deputy involved in a, a fatality. Uh, in a vehicle collision and the news report you read says that uh, his license is suspended or revoked because of a DUI in another county that you have not been apprised of, then uh, you've got some splaining to do. So it doesn't hurt to do a a quick annual compliance check. Everybody shows their, their driver's license when they check off, their sergeants check them off. Um, those are good habits to get into, and you don't get caught up in those kinds of surprises. And
0: you'll find some of these things in model policies. But the, the one, for example, that you just mentioned, the uh, the driver's license, that's probably not in a model policy. So you're, you're really thinking a little bit outside of the box and thinking in terms of what what are my potential pain points, right?
1: Right. And, and like you said, you do it on an airplane. We do it on boats. We have a yeah. checklist. We make a, a float plan uh, it's essential. Uh, when you get in that radio car, you do a quick check, you check the back seat, make sure there's no contraband or weapons. You make sure you have enough gas. You make sure your shotgun's loaded. You've got one in the chamber, all those things that you do for your own personal safety. These other things uh, help you do your job better. Uh, they don't cause for anxiety for you or your supervisors or the head of your organization. A lot of large agencies already have, um, a professional standards unit that may also investigate internal affairs complaints because of the, the discipline possibility. But you should have a professional standards unit to check your vehicles, check your equipment, check your training standards, check your the things that, that reflect on the Monell uh, standards uh, to make sure that as a head of your agency, they have to make sure that your training and your fitness for duty is up to snuff before you go out there and encounter the public.
0: These records that were obtained in New Jersey, um, and that's an awful lot of records, that's 10 years worth of records and it looks like 20,000 potential um, convictions or cases at least uh, overturnable. Um, how? What's the scale do you estimate uh, that, let me try and put this another way, how big is is this a liability for agencies nationwide i mean there's if 20,000 duis in new jersey are potentially uh, at, at risk you know what's the the scope or the possible scale of what other agencies could be facing
1: it's huge it's huge it could be as simple as whoever you have checking the calibration not actually knowing how to do it and they might be doing it <laughs> wrong incorrectly yeah. and um, I investigated um, a case of uh, a question of calibration, and it seemed to me that the problem was that the people in charge of checking the actual, uh, whether it was the breathalyzer or the preliminary alcohol screening devices, that that they didn't really uh, understand how the calibration worked. Mm-hmm. That. Uh, every time uh, they checked the machine, it read 0.0 at the beginning, and they thought that was all that was necessary, and, and it goes beyond that. Um, it's not just that the fact that you're losing DUI convictions, but those cases might be cases where the offender killed people. Mm-hmm. While driving drunk. Right. Where it's their third conviction and you're trying to get them off the street. In one of those cases in the, in the New York Times, they talk about a woman who was in custody when this uh, finding came out. And it was her third DUI. And so there's a possibility that she's going to get out and maybe she's going to get behind Reoffend. another wheel. Mm-hmm. And, you know, heaven help us for the next uh, victim that she drives up on.
0: Yeah. And... You know, in addition to the fact that, you know, you're talking about not just the DUI convictions, but in some of these cases, and I would think in cases similar where you have records that are inaccurate, training that hasn't been conducted, a whole variety of different things that, um, Open an agency up to liability. Mm-hmm. In addition to, you know, you, we're having dangerous people now back out on the street, but you're actually liable for that very same person sure. uh, to sue the agency for false imprisonment, false arrest, a variety of other, you know, potential things. So it's costing you in your left hand and it's costing you in your right. And then of course it costs you in terms of trust from the public the public goes well what else is wrong with your department right right right. And no it
1: it does it does lead to suspicion and and people questioning whether or not you're doing anything else incorrectly right Uh, i think it comes down to making sure an objective third party comes in and does the audit you can't have the supervisor responsible for the unit conduct those checks you need to have someone come from the outside in a smaller agency. I know that's really difficult because of the, the personnel constraints. But even if it's a civilian dipstick inspection, mm-hmm. somebody comes in from outside, understands how to conduct the audit, and then does the compliance check. And maybe the first time there there is no penalty, mm-hmm. there there's no consequence. But uh, The objective is to get things right and not to punish people. Right,
0: exactly. It's really not a punitive thing. It's really a matter of making sure that you're um, insulating yourself against potential problems. Right. Right. Um, As we approach the end of the year, and we're looking at uh, 2019... Think about what your agency is doing uh, with regard to these audits, making sure the maintenance of your records reflects the maintenance of your equipment and that the equipment is actually well-maintained. Um, if you have thoughts on this topic, please send us an email at policingmatters at police1.com. That's policingmatters at police1.com. Thanks again for listening.